Welcome to Doing the Most, the series where we talk about the misadventures of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Georgie, execution strategist and serial entrepreneur. This series is here to get real about what entrepreneurial life truly looks like. We are driven, persistent, hardworking, ambitious. We are human, and these are our stories. Welcome back to Doing the Most, The Misadventures of Entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Georgie, and today we have Omama Marzuk, who is an entrepreneur, a finance expert, and a true doer. She'll be sharing her story with us and telling us all about her adventures and misadventures along the journey of entrepreneurship. So Omama, can you give us a little bit of an introduction of who you are and kind of how you got here? Sure. Well, my name's Omama Marzuk, and I've been doing finance now for almost nine years. I have my own company called Tomorrow's Prosperity Group. How did I get here to what? Entrepreneurship? The U.S.? Like what? How do I? Ah, let's start at conception. No, I'm playing like, um, <laughs> you know, we can start your journey because you immigrated to the U.S., correct? Yeah. Yeah. Let's so, start there. How did, where did you come from? You know, what age and like what made your family kind of move to here? Because that's in itself is an entrepreneurial journey, like coming out here to the United States for opportunities because I'm also an immigrant. So let's talk about that. Uh, I came here when I was three. I didn't really have a choice. I'm <laughs> Palestinian and Syrian descent, but all Palestinians got kicked out of Kuwait during the Gulf War. Mm-hmm. due to politics. So we came to the U.S. My dad came to college out here. So he like bought a house here in like 1988. And then there we are. Entrepreneurship, I kind of like fell into it. I used to be like heavy into the punk scene, like <laughs> hardcore, like multicolored hair, bracelets, everything. Like anything about punk, I read anything about like sex, drugs, rock and roll. Like I was all into it. So when I was 16, my dad threw the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill on my lap. And he's like, read this, mm. right? Instead of me reading books about like committing suicide and like how I should be like, let's dethrone the queen or whatever it is, right? <laughs> so like he threw this book of uh, Think and Grow Rich on my lap when I was 16. And that word like entrepreneurship like sprung to my mind. But I was like, oh, okay. Like these men can do it. I don't know any women that are doing entrepreneurship, but I know I can do it, right? And so got into like, went to college. I'm a marathon. <laughs> well, I have ran a ran- marathon, but I'm I'm your like marathon, let's drop out of college kid multiple times. And I'm mm. like, yeah, let's do this, right? Because Ditto. I was, ready. was just kind of like, ah, like, I don't really, I don't really feel it. So went to school to do environmental science. And in, in the meantime, while I was doing that, because I wanted to be like Captain Planet, wanted to save the planet and stuff, <laughs> I got into network marketing. So network marketing was like my first introduction to entrepreneurship because now I was being surrounded by other people and whatnot. And then fast forward to working for my like ex's company and one of my clients out in California was like, hey, mama, have you ever looked at like doing finances? I'm like, bro, I know nothing about finances. <laughs> and so this was like 10, 10 years ago. He's like, you actually do, but there's just certain things that you need to learn mm-hmm. um, and you need to get licensed about. In the same time, the book, How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success and Selling by Frank Gitterberg, like mm. I got it in the mail. So that was my first introduction to finances. 
in how I came onto this world of finances. Mind you, I failed my tests so many times. Um, <laughs> try and try I'm again. An awful te- yeah, I'm an awful test taker. But started working for all these different companies. And then 2018, I was like, I need to branch off, but I didn't want to branch off right there and then because there was, I was in the middle of different speaking engagements and whatever it is. So January, 2019, I started my own company. So that was a long-winded answer, but there you go. (laughs) No, that definitely was essential because now we're going to break it down. Let's talk to, you know, college. Like, tell me a little bit about your college experiences and kind of what made you not want to stay there? Like, what was it about college that you didn't like? You know, what was the experience like finishing? Did you go back and finish? Let's talk a little bit about that. College, um, I wanted to do environmental science. I really wanted to be like Captain Planet and mm-hmm. save the world. So I started off at a community college because I did awful in high school. <laughs> so mind you, we went back to Kuwait for high school. Here's this punk kid, multicolored hair, <laughs> going to a conservative country. Favors weren't really in my my best interest, but I made it work. I actually had a really great time in high school. It was the first time that word like diversity and different kinds of people like actually popped in because Mm. I got to see the whole world in front of me. Whereas growing up in Plymouth, Massachusetts, (laughs) you got, uh, uh, there's a lot of vanilla here. Mm. There's not much flavor here. If if that's what you want to call it. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If that's what we say. (laughs) So, uh, So college, like I wanted to do environmental science, chemistry, just I couldn't get along with it. And it's so hard. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. Like I did, I had, I had flying colors. Like people couldn't comprehend how I passed like physics with like the, one of like the highest scores in my class. And I could not pass chemistry to save my life. And I'm just like, (laughs) like, like, give me the physics. They're like, this makes no sense. Physics is hard. I'm going to say not to me. I'll, you, wow, could, you guys can keep. So I failed chemistry three times in high school. I did too. Well, I didn't take it in high school. I I took it in college, <laughs> and then finally, I was just kind of. My professor was just kind of like, maybe this isn't the best deal. <laughs> I was like, dang, Holmes. It was interesting because I've always been such a tomboy, and I remember wanting to play soccer, and they wouldn't let me play soccer. And I was I was like seeing this Cape Verdean guy, and he was like, no, 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 we're gonna make sure that you play. And I was like, how are we going to do that? And he's like, just keep showing up, you know, just keep showing up. And so it was cool that he was just kind of like, you guys, and he was a really good soccer player. He's like, you guys want me to play? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, all right, Umami needs to play too. And they're like, dude, he sucks though. Like, (laughs) he's not even good. But like, um, it was okay. So I went to a community college and then you can only go there for so long, right? right? So then I went off to Unity College up in in Maine and I was only there for five months. I was like, let me come back to like Massachusetts or like Rhode Island, whatever it is, so I could be closer to another ex-boyfriend so I can try (laughs) to get back to him. Boys are trouble. Um, (laughs) but actually coming back to that allowed my journey of entrepreneurship. And I realized when I started doing sales, I was like, I don't, I don't need to go to college. College isn't teaching me. It's not teaching me about wealth. It's not teaching me Mm. about how to do stuff for myself. And I really don't want to work for somebody. I just have like this wild spirited child animal in me that I'm like, I, I can't go work for somebody. So I guess just 
in the meantime, while I was in college, network marketing happened and, and then just working different sales job that I was like, all right, I'm, I'm out. So then I went back to college. Well, let me then go into psychology and women's studies because chemistry and I, I mean, well, chemistry and I couldn't get along. And I was like, you know, I can't really save the planet without chemistry. <laughs> so I went back to do like women's studies and psychology, but then I dropped out again. I dropped out so many times. And then the last time I dropped out, there was like a family emergency. My aunt got diagnosed with cancer. My other aunt like needed a place to live uh, who was mentally challenged. So she came and lived with me. Um, and she lived with me for five years. And during that time frame, it like crafted because it took a lot of my twenties and I don't, I don't regret this like at all. She's has since uh, passed away, but she, she taught me how, thank you. So she taught me though, like how to care for somebody else and how that actually relates to your business. Because with your business, there's so many times that there's fires that you got to put out. Mm -hmm. And how do you have patience for something when like, you know, shit hits the fan? How do you have patience when things are not in your control? How do you have patience when you can't rely on somebody else and like, you got to do it? So the last time that I dropped out, it was due to family circumstances. And I've since gone back, like I've taken classes and whatnot, but I, I don't have my college degree. Yeah. It, nothing, nothing to like people who have it. And I think, don't like, worry. I don't even think Mark Zuckerberg finished. Like, did he even finish? Who knows? Right. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know, but like education is great. And I tell people like, don't learn just to learn, learn so you can do, do something. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. So that's a little of my, my entrepreneur journey in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So let's phase into a little bit now. So, you know, you mentioned that you got into the finance field because right now your current business is about finance. So can you talk yep. a little bit about what happened when you got into finance? Like where were you working and like what kind of worlds were you doing? And maybe even talk about like how folks that might not have college degrees, right, could get into this world because you were making like a decent salary. You were doing yeah. really well. How did that even happen? Right. Like what allowed that to happen? I'm not going to mention any company names. Yeah. No, uh, mm -hmm. The first company I worked for, there weren't a lot of, A, I mean, the financial industry, there's not a lot of women to begin with. And there's not a lot of minorities to in there either. But I remember the first time that I went out and I was like, cool, I could talk to people and whatever it is. And we were out in uh, New Bedford, Massachusetts. And this guy, all he needed to do was just sign the check. And then I was good to go. So he looks up and he's like, what's your name? And I was like, oh, mama. And he's like, what is that? And I was like, it's a, a name. name. <laughs> yeah, right? And he's like, where are you from? And I was like, oh, I'm Palestinian and Syrian. And he's like, huh, you Muslim? I was like, I am. And he rips up the check. And I was like, uh. and he's like, I don't do business with people like you. I was like, why not? <laughs> like, you know, I was like, why not? You know? And he was like, oh, my, my uh, brother died in Afghanistan and I would never do business with terrorists. So I was like, oh, shit. Oh. Okay. So I went outside and my manager, who's like, did you get the check? I was like, um, I don't think I'm the right person to do business with this person. But if you want to go in there and get that money, like, that's fine. So he's all like, okay. So we went in and mind you, this is like the first week of the, on the job, right? Mm -mm. My manager went to go talk to this person. He and the guy again repeated, he's like, I don't do business with terrorists. And my manager was like, that's fine. We don't need to do business with you. So we walked out. 
my manager was like, are you okay? And I was like, I mean, I'm not a terrorist, so I guess I'm fine. <laughs> like, it didn't, like, I just kind of, like, brush it off. Yeah. And just more experiences of going out to, like, Western Mass or even when I'd go out to, like, New York and just different places, like, these same experiences kept happening. And I was like, I mean, I'm a good person. I'm I'm doing what's best for people. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right. So all these different obstacles kept coming up. And then my my managers, they weren't, my first manager like left the company. Then the, my, my second manager, he was happy at just making like $100,000 a year. <laughs> and I looked at him and I was like, wait, how long have you been making that money for? And he's like, since like 1986. I was like, you don't want to make more money? <laughs> and he's like, I'm good. I'm comfortable. And that, that word comfort just like, Mm. it irritated my soul I was like ah so then I would go to like the direct the regional manager and I'd be like hey have you read this book and he's like I don't know people call me Marzouk all the time so Marzouk's my last name he'd be like Marzouk stop reading all these books and just sell and I was like yeah but I gotta get my mind right you know so then I wanted to leave the financial industry I was like maybe this is not the right thing for me and I went on like 11 month adventure of running (laughs) Spartan races Tough Mudders and just literally traveling the country just to run but what's the thing that I want to do like how do I want to help people and I was like I want to empower women and children well how do you do that well finances So then I joined another company and it just wasn't the right fit. Then I joined another company and there was some like sexual harassment and I was like, this isn't the right fit. And then the last company I worked with, I was capped. I didn't want to be a manager. I didn't want to be like a VP. And I Mm. didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel like I was doing the best for my clients. I felt like I was just selling insurance or selling like a financial like investment. I'm just selling. I'm not growing. What's missing? So then there was an incident that occurred in the end of 2017 where thankfully another female advisor stood up for me. So it was the first time ever that someone stood up for me. And then 2018, things just kept kind of getting worse. This is my cue to bounce. I I don't agree with how I went to leave. Like, I didn't leave on bad terms, but I wish I did a little bit more research on how to go about to start a business before I jumped in. I used up all my savings and I was (laughs) like, oh shit, okay, it's got to be replenished now, right? I wish I had guidance. I wish someone came and like talked to me, but I, I was just... I was hesitant to tell people that, hey, I'm jumping off and doing this entrepreneur thing because already people were telling me that I was going to fail doing financial planning. I felt like the odds were already against me. Like everyone was already like, dude, why don't you go get a job? And I'm like, I don't know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So, because I've never had a nine to five. The odds weren't, weren't in my favor, but the only person confidently had my back was my pops. And he just kept being like, dude, if like you're meant to do this business, do it. Mm -hmm. And you better give it your all. You better give it your 100%. So I was like, okay. (laughs) Like, (laughs) all right. Like, I'm sure, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Finances to me, it's like the entrance and the gateway to be able to fulfill whatever I'm trying to do. And I really want to empower women and children. I want to go around the world and talk about like the environment 
So still want to be Captain Planet, right? (laughs) Finances is what we need to be able to fulfill our goals and dreams and aspirations. So, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. And I love, you know, kind of how you circled back to your dad, because I did forget to mention this a little bit earlier in the book that he gave you. Because, and I, you know, it's funny, I have this book, The um, Think and Grow Rich, in my house, I have not read it. And then this is the second person in this series of interviews that I've been doing that has mentioned this book. So I think I need to go home and take the book out and read it. And, you know, it's, 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 it's amazing to see that, you know, how supportive your dad has been from when you were 16 to give you that book and to say, Hey, I I see something bigger in you. I see something there and I want you to kind of hone in on it. I can't show you what to do, but I can help you with like little sprinkles of things. It's like the book or the motivation and advice and support to keep going as you are an entrepreneur because he sees the bigger picture but you know no one could build the picture except for yourself so yeah but it's it's a blessing because not a lot of people have that like support and somebody to keep saying hey like are you gonna do this or are you not like just commit to it and do it like I don't want to hear like oh I'm scared I'm nervous maybe maybe not it's just like do you want to do it yes all right so how are you gonna get it done focus on that don't focus on what you can't do about it focus on what you can do about it so that's really beautiful that you have your dad as that support system yeah no definitely it's um and I'm, I'm, I'm truly blessed. I mean, my dad growing up, like we saw that entrepreneur spirit and whatever it is in him. And he's, he's definitely had his like share of creating businesses and, and everything at a young age. Like I literally been, been doing entrepreneurship since a kid. I was literally like five years old and I was going around the neighborhood and selling people rocks that I got from my backyard. Girl. And then <laughs> a pet rock. really. <laughs> and then, um, and then I would set up lemonade stands and I would get the, the kids on my street to go into different corners and I would tell them how much that they're going to get. And they're like, I don't see you selling the lemonade. I was like, <laughs> someone's got to manage you guys, For you know? Real. So I would like ride my bicycle to like the different corners to make sure that like, you know, they're selling lemonade. And So you were the lemonade uh, kingpin is what you're trying to tell uh, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you know? had your dealers on every corner. I don't I don't know, guys. I don't know what's happening here. Um, guys, Listen, it was only kids. lemonade. It was only lemonade. Community. <laughs> <laughs> or a queen so, pin, like, you know. So yeah, so it was, it was always into just um, when you do something for your own. And I think being an immigrant, like, this country like it's the greatest country of opportunity because mm-hmm. it's it's a country that you know if you want to learn something you got a library that you could go learn how to go do it mm-hmm. right we have uh there's no censorship on the internet that we can go and like look something up so um there's programs if you want to be an entrepreneur like there's all these different resources that if anyone that really wants to do business they can 100%. um so going back to the book, Think and Grow Rich, um, it's a dry read. I'm, I'm going it, to, it's not, it's not a fun read. <laughs> I mean, mind you, this is also written in the early 1900s. Like it's not a fun read. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely need to go back and reread it, but it's, it's a book. It's kind of like, it's like a book that once you read it, you should read it all the time because yeah. you just learn and develop and, and everything. So 
Yeah, in East Asia. Um, the, the person that told me about it earlier, she said that they've been reading, she has a colleague that's been reading the book for 40 years. And I'm just like, I can't even con- conceptualize that number. That's like almost twice as old as I am. So that yeah. means for two of my lives, this person has been reading just this one specific book that I have in my house that I haven't picked up. You know, do I think I did start reading it at one point, but I never like got far. Because like you said, it is kind yeah. of like a... In the it's beginning, not a fun it's read. not a fun read, but if, yeah. if, if so many people are talking about like it's clearly an essential reading and it's not supposed to, and I guess, you know, maybe it's not supposed to be fun because if you could really tackle that, like the first step is reading it and then yeah. applying it is like the second step and then rereading it and applying it each year because each time you'll see something and not being afraid to say, oh, I've read that book already. I'm not going to read that again. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I see a lot of people do that. Like knowledge is ever transforming. Like you could read something that you read in like second grade right now and it'll change your whole perspective your whole life and your whole vision so we're about halfway through the interview now so I wanted to ask you know or famous question uh what is something that you'd consider one of your entrepreneurial your biggest entrepreneurial misadventures so something that went really haywire that you never expected as you know on your journey as an entrepreneur hmm um so when I first got started, right, uh, mm-hmm. like my clients came with me, but I was like, sweet, like all these people are going to kind of want to do business with me. Of <laughs> course they want to do business with me, right? Why wouldn't they? And uh, that didn't happen. And I was like, oh, mm. <laughs> like, where, where are these people at? Like, you know, and I was just kind of like, oh, okay. Um I'm going to say two things that like with the people not happening, but then like different kinds of people, people that prior to they're like, I'm, I would have never done business with you if it like once you were with a company, but now you're independent, you're mm. going to do it. Um, I think entrepreneurship, like every entrepreneur always has that like what ifs you know what if I fail what if I what if I do these different things what like all these what ifs and um there was definitely and there still is times that I'm like down and and I'm like oh like am I really meant to do this right um the two incidents that were kind of like mishaps that I never expected to happen was like one this summer when my family came to visit and I was like the official taxi driver for my siblings. And I was like, why can't you guys all go to the same place? Like, why can't you all like the same things? I give props to parents. I, wow. Like, I was like, I don't understand why you all want to do multiple different things. Just do the same thing. Like, like the same activity. Right. Um, so allowing that flexibility where I would have never, ever, ever had that prior to. Um, when I used to work on my old firm, there was that guilt if I took a like a week off, even though I put that week in mm-hmm. and you're entitled for two weeks vacation, it would it would make me feel like guilty, like, oh, like, you know, you're taking time off during the busiest time of the year. And it's like, but that's when my family comes. You know, I only see my family like once a year. So I don't know what to tell you. Um, and then um, this past year, or the end of 2019, uh, when my brother-in-law passed away and then my aunt passed away, 
So they were like, they passed away in a four week period. Mm-hmm. I was actually supposed to speak at your event. Yeah. And my brother-in-law, we had his funeral that day. So I was like, sorry, Georgie. Yeah. I can't. I'm, you know, my condolences. Like that's a lot. That's a lot to deal with, especially like, you know, people that are you're close to and you and you love like any any event is already tragic and then to have like a loss is definitely and back-to-back losses I you know I can't even yeah. imagine what you're going through so what was interesting is I I kind of like shut my business down at that point because I was like I need to be there for my sister I need to be there for my family whatever it is um what I didn't expect to happen was people started reaching out to me and asking like, Hey, am I still doing business? Mm. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, well, we haven't seen you been active and whatever it is. Uh, we'd love to see, we'd love to have you speak at different things. And so then I was getting asked to speak at different things that had nothing to do with finances. (laughs) Um, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not qualified for this talk and stuff. But what I think that like, it was that sense of flexibility that made me realize the reason why I got into entrepreneurship. Um, so it was like a blessing in disguise. I mean, yeah, it sucks to, to lose a loved one, but it was that blessing of knowing that flexibility was there. And literally I like, I shut down. Like I was just kind of like, um, I felt bad for, there was like four clients that, that Friday after my brother-in-law passed away, I like called them or text them because I like was hysterical over the phone. And I was just kind of like, hey, uh, I can't do the meeting. Like I had death in the family. And they're like, okay. And they rescheduled it out. So then they, so that was November 15th. And then November, uh, December 16th, my aunt passed away. Those same four people had appointments <laughs> and they were supposed to talk to me. So I texted mm. them around like, 10 a.m. and I was like, hey, I can't do the meeting, like a death in the family. And then one of my clients, uh, he's just kind of like, so he's Haitian and he's like, listen, I'm I'm Christian. I don't really believe in voodoo, but whoever put that voodoo on you, like, <laughs> you need to step away. I was like, okay, King, like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but it was it was that I literally took a step away from the business because I was like, I just I, the business is not going where I want it to go. There's so many different personal things that are happening. And I don't know if I actually have the energy to, mm, to true. continue moving forward. I was like, um, I mean, one of the biggest things that we do with like financial uh, plan, I'm changing it to financial consulting, but it's the same, same thing that I'm doing is we talk about life insurance, Right. Um, cause we're all going to die. And, but there's other ways that you could utilize life insurance. And it was hard for me to go tell people like, Hey, you need life insurance knowing that like I had two family members that just passed away. Right. Mm-hmm. And then from that time frame of November, um, November 14th to about February 12th, there was 88 people that I knew that passed away. Oh, and I was like, what is going on in the world? Like, what you the, know, I'm, wow. so, so I was kind of mentally just done. Right. Yeah. That's a lot of like loss in yeah. a short, relatively but, short amount of time. Oh yeah. But, um, I kept getting reminded on why, why I got into this journey to begin with. Um, 
you know? And it was just kind of like, what, this isn't about me anymore, about like this entrepreneur journey. It's about the people that I can help. And sometimes misfortunes lead to better blessings, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally makes sense. And I totally resonate with that a lot. You know, um, you'll have your ups and your your downs. And sometimes it takes, again, like not only physical loss of like losing a family or friend, but just like losing. And like, you know, like they say, when you get to like rock bottom, like the only way from there is like up. Like, yeah, there's so much opportunity. Like, you know, you're at the bottom, you look up and it's like this whole universe is kind of outside of you and beyond you. Yeah, that's definitely a really true thing and you know again i'm my, my condolences and i know you're gonna build back and there's a lot more opportunities to come and take the breaks and like the mental space that you need because kind of working through that is just gonna make it more like negative and again like you said the company's not going anywhere as long as you know what your goals are you re yep. you pivot you reshape and that that is the adventure that is the misadventure at the same time like there is no such thing like if we really want to be honest like there's no such thing as entrepreneurial misadventures it's like that is the adventure that's the journey like there is no yeah. true end goal similar to like life right the the destination of life is death no matter yep. what you do it's the journey that that counts it's the adventures that counts it's what you do within between the times that you know like I, I forgot where I heard it they said on your tombstone um they have the day that you're born and the day that you're and the day you die and all that tells the story of what happened in between this great life you live is a dash like yep. that's it yeah <laughs> the dash is what you're trying to make magical but the dash is such a small piece and it, like I said like the big date big date small dash but the dash is where the magic lives so thank you so much for sharing no, it's that so true. it's so true and it's um and it I mean it's allowed me to just kind of like live more and mm. what's crazy when like Kobe Bryant passed away I never cried about celebrities like I don't know this person right mm-hmm. um and it was just kind of like um you know you you can be the greatest you can be you can be everything we're all going to die, Yep. you know? And it's a matter of like, how are we going to make sure that that dash really sticks out and seeing, seeing just the love and the support and his legacy move forward. I was just kind of like, this is why I got into the entrepreneur journey. Like I want the name, the legacy of like tomorrow's prosperity group. I want people to feel so confident, so good, so reassured Mm. about what they're doing. And I was all like, thank you for just, I mean, like, right, it sucked that he like died, right? But it just reminds us that we're human. We are, we are like a speck of this universe. Yeah. (laughs) And we're like, we're, but it's like, what are we doing to make sure that we are significant in other people's lives? Um, and I tell people, like, get onto the entrepreneur journey. Um, you're going to fail. You're going to mess up. You're going to have days that you want to rip out your hair. You're going to have days that you're just kind of like, you know, who's, who's here with me? But at the end, if you can help someone else, um, like, lift them up in their journey, I think that that helps yeah uh, with your entrepreneur journey as well too because it allows you to grow as well yep a hundred percent so thank you so so much because we've come to the end of the episode so the final question that i'd like to ask you know what piece of advice would you like to leave with the audience if they got nothing at all from this interview which i know they got a lot you know what would that final piece that final last just like the key 
takeaway be from from it all that you've shared with us or just any advice or homework that you have for them to do? Sure. So uh, thank you, first of all, for for having me on your podcast. You're amazing. I love your energy. And I was just so excited to like, talk to you. I'm like, thank I need you. more Georgie in my life. Uh, but um, I would say, like, honestly, write down your goals and look at your budget. Have a date with yourself every single month regarding your goals and your budget. Mm-hmm. And if your budget isn't aligned with your goals, readjust your budget, not your goals. Mm. Right. And if you, whether you have that entrepreneur spirit or not, do something for yourself. So at the end of the day, you could say, I own this. Um, that's what really the American dream is about, is to own something. So whether you're planning on making a lot of money from it or not, but own it. So the two things, sorry, you said one thing, but I'll <laughs> say the two things. Yeah, no problem. Uh, do the like create a budget for yourself and make sure that you have a like a goal with those budgets and then also just have something that you own that you could say like this is mine because no one's going to take that away from you thank you so so much for those final words oh mama and thank you for being here with me today and sharing your journey and sharing your adventures and misadventures through life and entrepreneurship guys you can check out the show notes as well as the caption section for how to contact her reach out when she relaunches um tomorrow's prosperity group follow her on linkedin social media and we'll see you guys next time on doing the most the misadventures of entrepreneurship you're the best thank you you're welcome Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Doing the Most. Catch us here next week, same time, same place. If you can't wait, head on over to doingthemost.xyz to stay connected. Until next time, keep on doing.